Hey friends, it's Asa, and we meet again for our inaugural episode of HK Happy Hour. Today, we talk about TVB's 30-minute sitcom, Lo and Behold, and in particular, their 1,615th episode. First off, this episode made me realize that he looks like Steelface Chan, Tim Min Chan, the head security guard, which leads to an idea that I have for a potential storyline that I would like to happen, but... We'll talk about that later. Now, my take on this episode really made me think about the realities of the adult working world. And of course, it definitely varies as it depends on everyone's personality, goals, and values. Mike's character has always been a, well, overly driven in trying to move up within deep long zaptune. Don't get me wrong here, so hear me out. Nothing is wrong to have more in life if that's what you want. However, I find this episode revealing the living testimony of the Chinese gum guy, Tong Yan Ng Tong Mang. And this episode illustrates the good and bad side of leveling up when it's not your time. From my memory, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, since Mike started working at Jeet Long as an MT, he has risen up the ranks pretty quickly compared to the other NT members. And this guy's smart. He knows his stuff, he's hardworking, and he's part of the crew that knows how to tat high towards higher ups. And just like life, there's yum and there's yang. And in the realm of tat high, you get the yang side where these people are hardworking, they're smart, they know their job, and then you get the yin side where they range from being hey and not really having the capabilities to carry out their job description. And this can be seen through Ai Dunjong. But both groups are banking the idea that they will and as we know it, Mike falls in the first group of the Tathai hierarchy. But it brings in the question, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts about that in the comment section, so follow our Facebook and Instagram page. And my short answer to this is a no. And my long answer comes down to this. Mike is still young and he really has the time to experiment in what he really wants, rather than just focusing on the outcome of being the head of the department that he works for. But his desire is so focused on a specific outcome, he forgets about the little things that he needs to work on. Genuinely building a strong network of allies and teams so that it benefits him in the long run. However, he spends so much time literally planning a one-man show on succeeding, he forgets the power of numbers. If you've ducked your jaw a group of colleagues and you're unlucky, they eventually will gang up and start acting hostile towards you, or even worse, gang up to set you for failure, thereby getting you kicked out of deep long. Then you're donezo, and he definitely seems to forget about the simple yet important part that happens in the working world. And this is more common in professional settings and sales industry. And one example of how he forgets a small yet important concept is Yasan Wan Yao Yasan Go. There's obviously someone out there that's exactly like him at Deep Long, but better. And it just so happens that this person at Deep Long has greater seniority than Mike. And in this case, it's Peter Guan. Guan Bei Tak. Lo and behold, it actually takes one and no one. So Peter sets his boundaries and lays down the law by being his minion. And for Peter, at the end of the day, he knows his role within the deep long hierarchy. He's the king of Tathai because he needs to. And at times we are aware that he's not the best of workers out there. But at least he works smarter, not harder. 
and he knows he has an eternal golden ticket of not getting fired because he's cousin to Dai Long Sang's second wife. As much as I'm not a fan of his character, he gives and takes by having Andy playing his minion and sometimes having Andy while all the while protecting his minion when needed because, as we know it, Andy's pretty much of a screw-up for most of the time. In life, there will always be a flow of exchange from saving to spending, and in this case, you give and take. And this is seen from Peter, but not from Mike. He's a guy that has repeatedly takes, takes, and takes. The good part is that he hasn't had a colleague that sick chun mm, Actually, wait. Well, that's aside from Dai Long Sang knowing that he is a dozi fraud. And that brings on to another problem that he will have, which is going to be ticking time bomb. Especially if this was in real life and you're working at a place that is heavy on politics or it's a place that's highly competitive yet a toxic work environment. And how I see it, if you're going to tatai, don't overdo it to a point where you become a slave, especially if it's someone that has mean say gumpai status, such as Peter, Daisuje, and other characters on the show. Their status of association and position puts you at a risk for staying in your current position forever because you're too good at your job and they are dependent on you, so they won't give you away that easily. Unless you're lucky and have a boss that understands that people at some point in their life need to get a better position and pay. And if that's the case, you hit the lottery right there and found the perfect place to work in. Two, being heavily dependent by your low sight, especially with higher power, will leave you with signing up as a 24-7 modern slave, where you'll have to help them in their professional and private life like their family. And we actually see this coming to fruition for Mike when he ends up being an underling for Dai Su Jie's son, who was in primary school. And in this case, it backfired. My hate Sang Sigan, perseverance and patience. And during this waiting game, he just needs to start developing other skills and network in an organic way to meet other people and develop authentic professional relationships with his colleagues instead of focusing on belittling them and refraining from getting to know them because they are of lower status than him at the deep long hierarchy. He often perceives them as not being valuable or incapable of helping him move up the corporate ladder. And in the working world context, you will never know who you are talking to. And you will be surprised that those you thought can help you don't. And those that you would never have thought can help you actually end up doing it in obvious or subtle ways. Kindness goes a long way. And an example of this is taking your time talking to Chingit staff and treating your admin team kindly and not in a top-down level hierarchy. When you treat them well, trust me, they take good care of you. And the greatest difficulty is grasping the concept that everyone's job is important and there shouldn't be a hierarchy for careers of being more hardworking or more important more than the other. All jobs have a purpose and without each other doing their best, life is pretty much crappy. From secretaries, janitors, teachers, and doctors to lawyers, we are not higher nor lower. We're simply in a space to function together to make everything run smoothly and with excellence. Imagine if you're a surgeon performing surgery without having any staff assigning designated members for an OR turnover cleanup and not utilizing any medical device technicians pre-op. 
Then you're literally asking for a high fatality rate for your patients and going backwards in time with science. So shout out to all the Isabellas and Rebecca's out there. I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely appreciate you. This might be a bias, but it's people out there in these fields that barely get the recognition for their dedication and hard work. To sum it up, the moral of the story is, 我们做人最紧要的就是安分守己,不需要差害就不需要差害啦。and this is why I feel that Mike doesn't need to put his time nor energy over this. Instead, he should be spending more time on other things that can help him gun Nothing is worse when your boss has things on you to from getting another job or promotion. You know your worth, so trust divine timing and always be ready to move up and move out. If your company is not appreciating you, find another one until their cultural values are in line with yours because that will help you with work-life balance for your mental health, and this will help you with maintaining longevity at your workplace. But that's another discussion that we'll have at a different time. Now we are going to dial it back in lighthearted fantasy storyline and talk about Steel Face Chan. This episode made me think about Mike having similar facial similarities as Teet Min Chan. The biggest difference is the face shape. Mike's face has, you know, it's a bit more narrow, while Teet Min Chan is wide, but otherwise, they can definitely play brothers or cousins on a different show. I mean, imagine if there's a plot twist for Lo and Behold and they're actually half-brothers. And this will be a legit cat and mouse game storyline. But in the meantime, I hope there is a future storyline where Teet Min-chan has a gao ho mic when it comes to Sa Sao Jun with his scheming tricks. So hopefully Dailong Sang will rat him out one day when he goes overboard with his shady shenanigans. Otherwise, I'm gonna sign off with these two questions. Does he mean Tan and Mike look alike? Why or why not? And does Mike really need to tad high to move up the deep long ladder? I'm looking forward to reading your responses on our socials, Instagram at hk.happyhour or on Facebook, hkhappyhour. If you can show us some love and smash that like button on our newly created Facebook page and follow us on our Instagram, that would mean the world to me. Until next time, we are going to catch up with y'all on the next HK Happy Hour. Yet Bot Gongsi Confe next week, Thursday, 8 p.m. Pacific time. This is Asa and I'm signing off. See you next week. Bye.